Episode of Tough Girl Bootcamp. Hi. Head coach. Yeah. Welcome. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks for coming on the show. Thank you. Thank you very much. And you know what? Can we like pause for a second? I got married. So my last name is different. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? Serge does that all the time. He but isn't isn't your Instagram April Soto? It's just Coach April. I oh, just Coach like April. don't even go by any last name now. Oh, you know? okay. <laughs> That's De Nascimento, so, right? Yeah, De Nascimento, yeah. De Nascimento. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you very much. Thanks. You got married like a, a some well, like some years ago, right? Yeah, it's been like three. It's going on to three years in March. Okay, so cool. Yeah, the big three. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, it's you know, I've, I've, how long have you been here? You know what? Training. It's I been, kind of like always look back. I don't even know when I started. Yeah, I feel it's, like been it's been quite a, a few while. years. You know, yeah, you're, you're totally. just training here and then uh then i don't even know how it happened but you, you're like hey if you need any help with the, the boot camp and then now you are our head coach and running things and yeah you know you do uh jujitsu you do bang muay thai uh you know blue belt in jujitsu bang yeah. muay thai you know orange orange shirt like tack fit you did the tack fit cert that was super fun yeah i will definitely explore that it's amazing you know like it's super inspiring for me so i wanted to kind of I don't know, just, just talk to you and, and hang out and just talk about your background. You have a degree in kinesiology, right? Yeah, a bachelor's totally. degree. Um, you know, it's weird how I started at Legacy. I actually wanted to move different. Uh -huh. um, I've been a life mover. I've been moving my whole life uh -huh. and, you know, just exploring new things and having fun and seeing the potential of, like, what my body can do and, uh -huh. like, putting myself to the test and, like, competing and stuff has always been super fun. But I came here to like try something different and jujitsu was something that I wanted to try. And mm. it was just weird because I started there and people knew that I was training. And then literally, did you know, I was starting to teach like two boot camps and then mm. it ended up being more and I fell in love with it. So now we're here and I'm enjoying this whole process. You know, jujitsu and big Muay Thai has been a big difference in my life mm. lately. And, um, and Takva has been this new thing that mm. I've been really enjoying a lot. And I just love all the structure behind all of them. Mm. And I've been really enjoying the journey this whole time. And like you've told me many times before, just to have fun and um, do a good job every day. And ever since you've told me that a while back, I was like, you know what? I'm putting all my walls down and I'm just going to have fun and just do my best job every day. So can't take ourselves too seriously right if we're, we're on a spinning rock spinning out through the universe right i was like spinning my universe so was spinning like, like in many ways yeah so we can't take ourselves too serious right when we really think about it like come on yeah <laughs> you know what and it was um now that i'm looking back at it i was just in a really hard time in my life you know and when you, when you first started yeah when i first started even being a trainer um when it came down to movement movement's always been my safe place where i got to like express myself and be creative and learn new things and learning how to be vulnerable because mm. that's something that i do struggle with on the daily is asking for help and being vulnerable and i feel like with movement i've always let myself be vulnerable mm. because i've always wanted help um to be better and um just that whole mentality that I've been able to like carry on was, has made me very inspired to keep doing it now that I can do it every day. So it's awesome. Yeah. Well, we all love you. We all appreciate you. Thank you. Yeah. I'm like so happy I can talk to you more now than I could ever talk to you before. I remember 
I didn't even know how to say hi. Like I was so nervous and some, um, you know, I get in my head and sometimes when I don't share why I am the way I am, it's hard for people to understand. And looking back at how I was before and like was very more reserved and pretty much just like always left boot camp like instantly. I didn't really mm. try to make a connection and it was just me not being able to let my guard down, you mm. know, and jujitsu right now in my life as I'm trying to get better and I'm actually trying to compete. I've had to let so many walls down and connect with people. Like right now, I was telling someone the other day, I have never felt so connected to legacy as much as I feel like right now because I let people in and like I let people get to know me and I don't have to feel nervous, you know, mm. and I think I've always had a problem. You can be yourself. Yeah, to be myself and feeling like I'm enough. You know, that's something that I struggled with a lot growing up and um, and respecting, you know, that's something that's been the biggest journey right now as a martial artist and you know, respecting the culture, respecting what comes with it, you know, the good, the hard times, everything that comes with it encompasses it all. And I just feel like recently I've been able to connect a lot more than I have before. And it's been a really fun experience so far, letting myself, you know, letting mm -hmm. people in mm -hmm. and not feeling like I can't trust people because I've always had really big trust issues with, with people, you know, so... Yeah, it's been really cool. It's been really fun lately. April, wh wh where are you from? Where'd you, where'd you grow up? So I actually grew up in Burbank. Oh, you did? Yeah. Okay. So I've been like a Burbankian mm -hmm. for a really long time. Um, I went to George Washington Elementary School. Um, then I went to Luther, and that's kind of where I started kicking it off, being an athlete. And I went to Burbank High School, so it's like down the street from here. Mm -hmm. And it's always been like I've always wanted to escape Burbank mm. and like I've always found my way back yeah now I'm like so happy that I get to work in the same place that That's I grew amazing. up you I know, know so that. yeah it's been fun to have this community even like within this gym mm. having the community here but Burbank is such a beautiful city mm. and it's also its community community on its own mm. so yeah Burbankian for life you know yeah nice, <laughs> yeah. nice. so you, you you teach cheer right yeah um and you you done cheerleading i don't know since how my because my girls do it they do, they do a drill team I didn't know that. oh yes, yeah they do the drill team yeah uh -huh. totally so that's before cheer right it's the precursor to yes it's like uh the transition, the transition. We'll call it and they love it oh that's so cool i'll have to watch them perform you know so how, how did you um, get started in that um cheer when i love performing so movement because i did i moved forever mm. If my, he asked my mom, I've always been dancing. I started mm. with ballet. Okay. Um, and dance was my thing because I loved music all the time. And I love performing and I like being on stage just because I got to practice something. And again, movement and performing gave me that structure that I always wanted. Made you happy. Yeah, it made me happy. It made me feel like, you know what, if everything else outside of these walls aren't working for me, mm. then I know that cheer and movement gave me what... I needed in my life at that time, you know, and going back, like I wanted to do something more. I love to dance, um, but I wanted to do cheer. And so going into middle school, I became a cheerleader. And what was great about it was it showed me how to work as a team. Mm. You know, um, it taught me to be dedicated mm. because I had to compete also at a, at a younger age. And it taught me to not give up on myself, mm. you know, because with any sport that you take on, 
there's work to be involved and there's commitment and there's dedication and focus and, you know, sticking your mind to what you're working on. And I think that's all of that. Like I could say that cheer did save my life. Mm. Um, I was just in a really hard time at a really young age and I had to grow up really fast. I started drinking like when I was 14. So uh, that was after I had yeah, done were, cheer for a couple of years. Yeah, you, I was a you party shared, animal. You sh- you sh- yeah, you share with me some some uh, dark times of your childhood. And yeah. It's been like, that's why it's, I mean, you're super inspirational to me. Oh, thanks. Yeah, you're like a warrior. Like you do, like you face your fears and you, you do it, you know, and that's what it's all about for everybody. Yeah. Man or woman, right? Like that's it, you know, like as a human. And so you face Thank those you. fears, you do jiu-jitsu, like now you're going to compete. You competed before. Yeah. But, you know, you do all these things that are, you know, they're hard, right? You have to really face your fears, you know. And one of the things that you shared with me is your childhood, like some of your, your traumas and, yeah. and things that you've had to be dealing with, right? For in your, in the, in, You've had to deal with. Yeah. Your life. Um, I feel like, by the way, I've been going to therapy for my own self and my mental health. And I've been working on that. Um. But I am, I feel very great in a place in, in a place that mm-hmm. I'm at right now with my heart, mm-hmm. and you know I am a survivor of sexual abuse, and um, it had all this power over me like for a really long time, you know. And, how, how old are you? Um, I was like eleven or twelve. Wow. Yeah, and you know, as from now that I look back at it. You know, I was doing what I had to do to take care of myself, you know, and that's when I really care about self-love and self-care and taking care of yourself because I had to take care of myself, you know. I had a really busy mom, and I love her very much. But I had to, you know, live life and grow up fast. And, again, I think I was just trying to, like, figure out this void that I had. And I started drinking, like, when I was 14. And that's when I was already a cheerleader, like, Imagine that pressure of like needing to be a great example mm. and me being in a really dark place. And I didn't really feel like I can turn to anyone. Oh my God. I didn't really feel like I can turn to anyone. And, um, you know, Cheer just kept it all together gave for me. It gave you an outlet. Gave me the outlet to like, you know, Forget, I love what I'm yeah. doing right now. Mm-hmm. And if this is going well right now, then I'm happy, happy with that, yeah. you know? Um, but I didn't know how to set boundaries, I didn't have a voice. And then, so there are times that I always went back to that dark place as I started to grow up and um, continue my career and then wanting to share like my passion, but as a job, it took a toll on me like a lot, you know? Um, I went through some hard times that made me feel like if I'm not even capable of teaching movement every day. Even though you, it was your life and you loved yeah, you happy. But and money and like things mm. get in the way of that. and. I don't like to feel that way because I want to be able to do my job no matter what, you know? And it was just like this rock, this journey that I've had to take as I learned to love myself more and get the help and the tools that I need. And cheer was definitely something that even though I didn't continue it after college, I was able to give back Mm. um, after I graduated high school Mm. and, and stuff and giving back to middle school kids. Cause at that time, when I was going through a hard time, it was when I was in middle school, you know? And then moving on, it got was it, harder. Was it, was, it was a family member? It was, you know, it happened more than once in different settings, is, you know? And it made me not feel comfortable 
with anyone. Because if I were to go to a party, it was not a good thing. I couldn't trust. And, you know, when you're drinking, you put yourself in a vulnerable place. And it happened more than I wish I would have. No, I mean, no, no way is ever a good. No, no, there's never. Like, it should never happen to anyone, is what I'm saying, you know? But I wish I had all of these tools that I do now, and I'm happy to share all these tools that I can, including loving yourself, having a voice, speaking up, um, getting better, better at that daily, and communicating and sharing your feelings. And for me, it's just trusting, you know, because you got to believe and you got to believe in things that you want to work on. But if you can't trust that process, then it's hard for me to be vulnerable. But I've been growing so much more ever since. So, how is uh, you know jujitsu's close contact, right? Yeah, yeah, jujitsu. Has that helped you? Oh, so I mean, you much. Said you did, but how, I guess how? Yeah. How you um. You know, when I first started jujitsu, when I first came here, I didn't know why I couldn't stick with it because I would go for like three months or two months, and then I would stop. And then I would go back and try it again. And I, when I didn't like to start all over again. So I already felt this like, oh, I can't believe I have to start again. And I feel like I was beating myself up that I couldn't keep up. And I saw everyone like waking up and I'm here like, why about like not being able to progress is because mm. I couldn't stick with it. Mm. And later in like my healing process and stuff, I realized, you know, what was really like hard for me was that contact and then feeling like I was overpowered. And it wasn't supposed to, like, it, I took it personally, you know, when we're practicing and stuff before. And I had to take, it took my own time and my own journey to get more comfortable. And now I feel like I'm so connected to all of these people, both girls and guys. I don't even feel uncomfortable. And if I do, let's say ever, I'm at a place where I can set my own boundaries up. You so know, express yourself, tell yeah. people how in you a feel. nice way. Like, don't it doesn't have to come out harsh. I know yeah. I've I've come out harsh on on people before, yeah. and it's just me working on yeah. me. You know, yeah. so yeah, this has been great. Uh, mm -hmm. You did the TACFIT certification, right? This, yeah. this last weekend, how was that experience? <sighs> TACFIT. I think I'm just very honored that it's here at Legacy. You know, and. I was talking to Rob, a uh, TACFIT leader, um, about certain things that we do in TACFIT and then going into the CERT and figuring out the system and everything that, everything that comes with it. I, I've started to fall in love with it, you know? I told him, I was like, I've been leg driving my whole life. <laughs> you know, as a cheerleader, like pushing yeah. off, I was yeah. a flyer, so I had to squeeze my body. So I had to make myself hollow and you know, make sure my legs were always locked. And just the fact that TACFIT cares so much about technique yeah. and the way that you move through it. And if, you I, don't if you don't have that structure, right, you're going to crumble. If oh, you're my gosh. you picked up and yeah. run around. It goes so well with jiu-jitsu. Yeah. Now as, like, as, well. as I'm training to compete um, soon, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to do TACFIT for my conditioning because yeah. you know what? It places you in the same positions literally mm. as you were doing, as you would do it in a competition. And so I love your making breath, all these your connections. Breath, your breath awareness, right, as well. Yeah. You know what? Of all things of tack fit, I think the hardest thing for me is the breathing. Mm. I mean, we saw my bloody nose. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. And that's one of the things, too, like at the cert, you, you, you got a bloody nose and you just, 
You didn't hesitate. You grabbed a piece of paper. Yeah. You stuffed up like a fighter. Yeah. <laughs> like a fighter would do. You know what? And I, when, when in cheer, yeah. both when I coached and when I was an athlete, yeah. you got to keep going. Yeah. You know, yeah. you cannot stop. The show yeah. has to go on. You do what you got to do. Get back up there and go back. Like, yeah. you know, so I kind of like put myself back into that mode of being an athlete. And I was like, no one's going to care what's going on here. You got to like suck it up and go. So, yeah. What What other sports did you play? In the, or you just, or you just did, uh, you did cheer mainly. So I competed in um, track and field also. But like before then I was exploring. So mm-hmm. I did um, I did softball. Okay. I did basketball. You would see me like hula hooping outside. I'm all dancing like in front of my TV to like MTV music videos. <laughs> you know, like I was just moving all mm-hmm. over, but I didn't have a focus, you know. But when I got into middle school, it was cheer. But then I loved doing track and field because it was more individualized rather than team. And just having those two different ways yeah. of competing like were really fun. And um, so I kept that up. I did it in middle school. I did both. And then in high school, I competed in both cheerleading and in track. But, you know, sometimes I'm like, dang, like, why did I do so much? You know, after lunchtime, like, you know how lunch is like at 12 or something? Um, After lunchtime, it was all movement for me. I had cheer fifth period, and then I had track and field sixth period. So after lunch for me, it was like, yeah, I just get to have fun. And, you know, finished all my work and was able to, like, focus on both of those sports. It was cool. I I didn't fall behind on either of them. And like now that I'm doing um, jujitsu and Bang Muay Thai, I like I love doing both. I think they both complement each other. Mm. And um, I'm just glad that I get to do something different. But have the same focus as I did when I was a cheerleader and a a track competitor. Mm. It's just now it's jujitsu and Bang Muay Thai Mm. and tack fit and movement and exercising is precision, my conditioning right? it's precision because mm-hmm, i get stronger up, yeah. to play my sports and even your, your technique on a can or your body right can break down with fatigue and overtraining right yeah for sure so it helps you reset it and i realized like um you know we could be good at sports but you can only get better like if you're doing like weight training and you're getting your body strong mm. um so i try to encompass all of it i think i work i um i i use all of them for like different reasons for big Muay Thai. It's just working on both stances. You know, I love doing my right side as much as my left side mm, when working. Isn't it yeah. awesome? Yeah. As you switch yeah. it up for your brain, right? Yeah. Your body <laughs> Yeah. for everything. Right. It's like, it throws yeah. you off. Yeah. Anytime coach Andy calls, you know, all right, do it in South like, I don't, I don't want to, I don't like, want to do it in South Park, <laughs> but uh, you know, yeah, yeah. you got to do it. Right. So yeah, you, you do. do. It. It's a good challenge. You know right? what? The challenge is what's like, what i'm gonna get this you know i'm gonna get this so um so that's a stress reliever and working in both stances Mm -hmm. because you know what when i was in track i was a hurdler but then my legs weren't long enough because i'm not the tallest person so i had to take four steps in between each hurdle and then when you have to take four steps i had to learn how to switch my feet when i was competing Mm. so i liked doing both things so bay muay thai was like ah i get to practice both like this is so dope and it's a really good stress reliever. Just punch it out in class, you know, but taking care of your partner at the same time. Yeah. So. I love it, right? Because yeah. you, you get you get the skill set, I think, without having to get like black eyes and get beat up. And you can if you want, right? Yeah. But you totally. to, you totally I feel like you totally learn the special the spatial awareness yeah, and the sure. movements, right? Just by just by drilling. 
I think yeah, in jiu-jitsu sure. too, that that's a huge right of, of getting the skills that you need to to win and to do to do good to learn. You know what? Lately, that's what it's all about. Learning is like it's not it's endless for real, especially movement. There's like a million kajillion ways that you can move, mm. and it's you know pick what you want, pick what you can focus on, and then get better at it. Sometimes spreading ourselves too thin is a little hard, but if you can focus and get good at your skills and work through that journey, you know, because it's not easy to develop skills. You have to take time, dedication, focus, commit more. Um, and then competing for me is the ultimate. I like to put myself to the test. I've always been a competer. So why, why do you think that? What has it given you? Um, you know, I feel like it's, it shows me to love the whole entire journey. Mm. You know, it's given me, I think I've, I think when I was young, growing up and competing, mm. it gave me validation. Mm. You know, I like that's what I was part, going on. Mm -hmm. Yeah, partly it was partly like validation of like, can I do it? Am I capable? And like putting myself to that test. But right now, I really love the whole journey that comes behind it. So drilling and um, planning, having lots of plans to figure out what how you can get there. I think. We all have to have goals. Finding and solutions, right? In the yeah, process. finding goals. And I think just this process, besides game day or like um, the actual competition or the actual tech certification, which I'm really excited about doing in a couple of weeks again, um, it's the whole journey behind it, mm. you know, the struggle. The struggle. Yeah. So. That's where it's at, right? Mm -hmm. Definitely. So you got through your, you know, through high school, middle school, high school, a lot of tough years, right? It was weird because, and, yeah, and you were just yeah. Go ahead and finish, but uh, just you were saying how like cheerleading and the cheer, cheer really and movement right yeah. saved you. You know, also like being able to be a coach, I was very anti-bully mm. at at this time in life during it's high just, school. Um, well, like in general, when I coach. Oh, and you, when you coach when now, I, coach, I see. Uh -huh. Um, it was I was like anti-bully. You do not believe people like, especially in a middle school, everyone's mm -hmm. transitioning in their life. And I took that really seriously because when I was young, first off, I was not a good example. You know, I was drinking all the time. I was partying and trying to still be that top cheerleader. Like, um, I remember what, how it hurt me to not be able to progress because I felt like, um, or I was bullied in high school mm. for multiple things. And one of them, which is kind of crazy, is because of the color of my skin. Mm. Isn't that crazy? That's crazy. And you know what? So then I didn't. You can, I didn't, be, you can be criticized for being too dark, for being too dark, for yeah, being too light, right? Right, right. <laughs> you know, but, and then, so I made mistakes, though, too. In high school, I made mistakes, so they didn't help with anything. But, um, but I was set as a bad example at some point i know like they weren't telling me directly but mm. i knew and it took a toll on me you know and i'm just glad i'm able to be different and show people or show myself more like that i can that i'm more than anything of those bad feelings that i ever felt and i always try to look more on the positive side of things and um, just believe in myself, you know, because then that all of that comes with self doubt, like not being worthy and not being capable and keeping my feeling like I'm I have to stay in a bad place. Like, no, I don't. I could work on myself and just work through all my where, my where stuff, do you, so. where do you think that strength comes from to to have the 
to be brave and your courage? Because um, I've watched you now for I don't know how many years, you know, just kind of tackle all these things, which takes a lot of guts and, and courage to do. I will honestly say that just movement has really helped me get there, like focusing. Like, um, for example, in cheer, you're, you're forced to believe that you can do it. Mm. You know, in cheer, you're forced, not forced, but it's stuck in your brain mm. to always work hard, always be better. Mm. If you feel like you got it, you don't got it. You still mm. got to go more. And I think just that since I started that at a really young age of, you know, we could be good, but we could always be more. We could always be better. There's always ways of improving. We don't just have that. Mm. And I think having that mentality mm. towards anything that you want to stick in, like in your life, mm. you can propel if you really want. But Sounds like you had some really good cheer coaches. You know what? I love my cheer coaches. I, I, I thought mean, they were really, they were very inspiring. But you know what? Even my PE teachers were inspiring to me. Mm. My track and field coach was really hard on me. Mm. And I, I thank him very much for that. He was really hard on me. And he was hard because he cared, you know, he cared and he wanted to see me get better. And I think he would see me slip out of mm. the routines and the structure. And um, I thank him for pulling me back in all the time. And same for my cheer coach in high school. I would get bad grades. I was actually really not good in school. Um, I was not, it, I couldn't focus in that way. I was a visual learner. So I struggled in school and I think I had a attention problem. And I think my coaches always saw the best in you me. You couldn't sit so. still. You wanted to move. Oh my gosh! <laughs> like I had to move like all the time. So to actually yeah. sit, sit, sit down in class. Yeah, yeah. And you know what? Now I, I that I that. sit more at my desk, yeah. now I sit a little bit more. I'm like, yeah. oh my gosh, like thirty minutes. Like let's go. I can yeah. do this for an hour. And you know, it's hard to sit yeah. for a really long time. But um, yeah. So after high school, you got mm. you went to you know went to it was always Cal State. Cal yeah, State Cal State Northridge. Northridge yeah. yeah. So, uh, and was it, did you already, you knew that you want, you wanted to go into some kind of movement, kinesiology kind of a thing? Yeah, you know what? When I was, my last year in high school, I got injured. So I was a cheerleader and mm. I broke my elbow. And then, so when you break your elbow as an athlete who competes and loves moving and being told that I can't move anymore, like for now, you're just going to have to take like a three month break. I was like, oh. Three months, this is crazy. Mm. And the rehabilitation behind that was uh, um, not enough. I wish I would have had more rehabilitation. What, what, on what it. did you break? What part of your arm? I broke the end of the radial ulnar bone okay. right on the side. It just like plopped off. I was doing a round off back tuck. Mm. And so it's no hands. And when you psych yourself out, mm. you don't do as well when you perform. So when I was up there, um, I was tucking in like this mm. and I psyched myself out thinking that I couldn't do it. Mm. So then halfway through, I stick my arm out and then, you know, it breaks. I'm out of cheer. So you stuck your arm out and yeah. posted on it. Yeah. I stuck my arm out and it just, and I was wanting to come back like, mm. oh, it's just dislocated. I'm going to come back. And, mm. you know, the recovery was a lot longer. What, but did, the, what did you do for rehab? What, what, what did they have you do? Um, they made me do physical therapy. You know, I did go, I did end up going to physical therapy, but at the time we didn't have a lot of money. So it was like two or three and then do it at home, girl. So I had like my little stretcher at home and, you know, trying to get more range. They actually told me I wasn't able, 
that I wasn't going to be able to keep my arm straight at mm. 180 degrees. Um, but I was able to just because on my own, because I loved movement, mm. I was like, I'm going to do my job. I need to do what I have to do mm. to make sure that I can get better again. And I think ever since then, I was like, I want to help people move better. That's like where it started to move. And after cheer and track, I'm like, well, what am I going to do? <laughs> you know, I'm like off in this desert and like I'm totally lost. What am I going to do here? And I started going to the Burbank Athletic Club and I started taking like kickboxing cardio classes mm -hmm. just to like. After high school? Yeah, after high school. But then I wanted to be a trainer because I wanted to help people move better. And then so I started studying way before I even started school. And then when I went to school, I started just supplementing with each other. Things that I was learning in school, I got to apply directly when I went to the gym and started training that night. And just learning, now I learn about the body, right? Going into kinesiology and the exercise science and the physiology behind it and knowing your anatomy and the more deeper understanding of movement just blew my mind away. Cause not only did I love movement and obsess with learning new ways mm. to challenge my body, but now I got to learn on a deeper cellular cellular level, how it all works. And it gave me we, more we think patience. It works, so, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> how we think it works. I think science is just endless. So right, right. it's just, we, we think it works. We think, we think it is. Yeah. <laughs> It's just science is crazy. It evolves. And what I'm realizing right now, especially with TACFED, is like, I got to evolve, you know? Um, you get taught certain ways of training. And yes, those tools are awesome. But after taking the TACFED certification, they were like, you know, but remember what your goal is. And that's when you determine, like, what exercises to use, exactly. you know? And so the exercises that I've ever learned and movements that I have, I'm mm. like, cool. I mean, those are tools in my toolbox, but what are goals? What are, what are the goals for each one? So I can really choose what I bring into like my boot camp mm. and what I bring to like my clients and tag fit is really showing me like I need to evolve. So I got to keep growing and just move with it, you know? So, yeah. So I think you, I guess you're, you, you were, you're training while you're on during before you graduated, right? And coming Training to legacy, like and stuff? yeah, yeah. I think you came in before, right? And yeah. it's got it's had to, it's been like at least five, six years, right? Yeah, I think it is five or six years. Yeah, oh, wow. wow. <clears throat> so, so, and you were you finished college, uh, and then you, and then you became a coach, you know. Mm. And now as a coach, you know, you're that you're a head coach, tough girl boot camp head coach. Yeah, running the program. Yeah, represent. <laughs> Representing at yeah. the Tackford Cert, you know, doing yeah, the pull yeah, yeah. ups. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right in front of the banner. <laughs> right? <laughs> you had it all planned out, huh? <laughs> Book camp shirt, though. Yeah. You know, I feel like that's the cheer thing in me. I wore my uniform every day. Yeah. I wore my jacket every day. I I represent where I'm from. Yeah. And yeah, it just translates well. I feel like I'm in the same spot again. So, and yeah. So, so. I guess what's your what's your goal with uh, with being a trainer for the the girls? Because it's a group class, right? Yeah. You have, your, you have your personal clients, right? Yeah, I have my personal clients too. And then, uh, so what's your goal with with Tough Girl Bootcamp? And what do you think about as a, as a trainer, as a coach? You know, it is movement. You know, movement and and all the things that you know you said like saved saved your life. It's like your it's been your happy place. Yeah. Um. So what 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 do you think about when people come in to train? 
self care boot camp. Yeah, you know what? Would you like to give them? I always try to put myself in their shoes of like also me not knowing what I was doing when I first started. Mm. I had no idea. So I know that all these girls coming in are putting themselves in a very vulnerable position Mm -hmm. where they do want help and they do want to reach goals and they do want to get stronger. And I think right now at this point, it's just my duty to give them as much, as many tools as I can Mm -hmm. to help them progress and evolve and appreciate movement as much as I do without only focusing on body image and and stuff, but really just focusing on how you feel. And the journey behind that, because I think teaching them being to be consistent and to learn how to stick with stuff mm. has something like I literally can relate 100%. I know how it's like to not stick with stuff and not be able to. I know what it's like to start all over again. I know what it's like to um, like stay committed and, and see your own progress in your journey because you stick with it. Like This is what happens when you evolve. And... I just want that for them because I know it gave me such a big outlet to express, to be a part of something. I think right now I love to have these girls feel like they're a part of something because when you feel that, okay, it's drawn in and you feel super connected. So it's more than just the movement. It's the little community that I'm creating with these girls and creating that safe space for them with a little empowerment too with their with their workouts every day. So. Yeah, I see that. And your personal, your personal training clients. What do you, what do you? I guess it's the same thing. Yeah, with my you get private clients. I like it right now. Um, it's a good mixture. Um, I love teaching boot camps, and I teach fourteen boot camps every week, um, every day, Monday through Friday, Early six a.m. Six a.m. Professor Joey's up there, like always. It being used to positive. be just Professor Joey. Now, now it's Coach April. <laughs> Professor Joey. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so cool. Me and him actually developed a really like great relationship. Like when I see him, and yeah. it's just really a really great way to wake up and to wake up to take care of my girls every day. I'm just like, I love it. I just love it. So. Have you always been an early morning? No. No. <laughs> Really, I, I always tell my people, my uh, my girls is like I would never train anyone. Me work out, yeah, pot before nine o'clock, like no. So what what changed that? <laughs> um, the drive to give my program what it needed. Mm. My program needed an early morning. It was mm. being asked, and you know, I wanted more. I love tough girl boot camp and what it means. It means to be a tough girl, mm. which means committing and sticking with it and um being able to do that every day for them money through it started so money you, and lo- Wednesday. you love the tough girls that much huh? you're like i'm gonna get up at 6 a.m i'm gonna do whatever it takes mm-hmm. to give them everything i got yeah for me the job needs to get done with what i have to do every day and it's a great way to start um their energy is like real mm. that six in the morning i'm so close to them i see them every day mm. and just teaching them the journey behind it you know, I right now I'm really teaching them to stick with stuff. Mm. Stick with it. We have a consistency challenge going on. Six weeks. Commit to the number of days you said you were going to do. And they're seeing these benefits of it. And it's like all girls or all a person needs sometimes in their movement is mm. structure and a routine. And I'm glad that I get to be a part of that morning routine because I know a morning routine is really important. Mm. You know, but I like training in the middle of the day. I give myself some time. So <laughs> still none of that was only the, the it started with the boot camp, the tough girl boot camp, the yeah. six AMs. Yeah. 
Wow, yeah, respect. I would never wake up respect. that early. <laughs> but I do it because you care. I care, and I will get my my gaps are normally in the middle of the day, mm. which is it works out great with like my clients and like my private clients because mm. they're at work during those times, so I get to train and just be a part of that every day. Um, and to connect with people is like my word of the year is connection. My word of the year is that. And I had a boot camper challenge me and she asked me, you know, what's going to be your word of the year? And I was like, oh, shoot. Okay, I got to think of my word. And so I started thinking about it because I'm very goal-based, goal-oriented. And I wanted to figure out what was I having a really hard time with? Because I'm trying to figure out all my weaknesses and mm. then get better at them, you know? And so for a long time, connection has been really hard because it requires you to be vulnerable, right? Um and I think I'm able to do that way more now when I train daily um, for jiu-jitsu or big mm. Muay Thai. Like, I would have never seen this like three years ago. I feel like it's been a really cool journey. Why should a female do jiu-jitsu? What? Why should a fe- why should <sighs> a, a, a woman, girl, a female do jiu-jitsu? You know what? I love to answer this question because I encourage my boot campers to try jiu-jitsu and. It is my duty for We've my had some self-defense classes that yeah. you've yeah, yeah. You've organized. Yeah, and we're we're getting ready to do we me and Coach Felina also want to do more. Mm. And um I just tell people from my own prison experience so that they can feel it. Mm. It is my duty to take care of myself. And that requires me to take care of myself physically. You know? Although I want to teach self-defense and that's the direction that I'm encouraging, um, it's also having a voice and creating boundaries and and I know as a woman it's very hard to do that it's really hard to say how you feel it's really hard to feel very close Mm. to people but you know what the thing that I've learned most is what you're having a really hard time with is probably something that you should focus on you know because the challenge is the mm -hmm. the, is the the obstacles the way right yeah and going into jiu-jitsu every day is a great facing, obstacle. Facing your fears, yeah. Yeah, I literally face my fears every day that I go in. And teaching them that jujitsu or being in a class is a safe place mm. to practice. Mm. There, No one's going to be there to threaten, you know. That's, for me and my own personal experience, it was me that I needed to work on, you know. And being able to defend yourself as a woman, I mean, it's crazy out there. The world is crazy. So I walk out of jujitsu or being Muay Thai and... Mm. I feel so much more confident in myself. Mm. You know, I may not be that big, but no one's gonna like walk and like think like, dang, she you knows jiu-jitsu move, yeah. and she knows big Muay Thai. Like, mm. I'm always like with a smile and like, mm. no one knows what I can do. What so. about with stressful situations? Do you think it helps you? Oh yeah. Just dealing with things. I feel like big Muay Thai, I relieve the stress, but with jiu-jitsu, I really learn how to be calm under pressure. That's like mind blowing to me. You can. There is no way that I can focus if my mind is scattered. I can focus if I just remain calm and breathe and not give up, not give up at all. So um, I love doing that every day right now. It's been such a great experience, especially learning from everyone in class. Mm. Everyone's just there to help. It's Mm. such a welcoming environment and the program is growing. The women's program is growing. Coach Erica and Coach Felina are like blowing it up. Mm. And I think all of us working together right now and me talking about it in boot camp, it's just mm. been such a great thing for all of us to really see 
girls being open to like, okay, just try it. There's no commitment. Just get in there, see how you feel, reflect, try it again, you know, and then let yourself just, you know, put your foot in the water mm -hmm. for the woman's only. And then if you, if a person wants to expand more, then that's another sign of growth when mm -hmm. you can, because I only did the women's program before. Strictly woman. I only oh, want to roll with woman. Mm -hmm. Or yeah, I only want to do woman stuff. But now, what changed that? Right. Why did you choose? Why did you like? You know, what? I'm gonna do the, I'm gonna mix it up. Mix it. Yeah. Um, I let letting myself letting myself feel comfortable. You know, is it hard for me to be comfortable around guys? Yeah. So this not, is like, place where does that where does that come from? Do you think? Going back to that again, you know, mm -hmm. where does that courage? Where does that come from? Because you keep doing it. I mean, like. I tell you about the hyper oppressive, you know, uh, certification. Yeah, yeah. Totally, totally. And you're like, okay, let's go, let's do it, let's try. Mm -hmm. fit. okay, let's let's try, let's do it. I mean, something that we've been talking about for quite a while, right? Yeah. Um, Jiu-jitsu, bang muay thai. I feel like sticking. Um, where does it come from, though? Where do you think it comes from? That um, strength. I just, you know, when I really had when I had a really hard time. Um, surviving, I'm mm. gonna call it. Um, I felt like Muay Thai, cheer, all of these things mm. right now really give me that same feeling of like, you know what? No, <laughs> you're gonna get better and you're gonna push through all of it. And there's, for me, I've always found that light. I've always found the best of in things. And in, in movement. In movement, I found mm. the best of it. You know, if I'm not good at it, I'm going to get better at it. Mm. So don't give up. I'm going to get better at it. Don't give up. And I just feel I like there's a lot of courage, you know, and all the things that you, you display for me that I see. Thanks. That's why it wasn't one of the reasons I wanted to talk to you. Cause I find it really fascinating oh, and interesting okay. for me. Yeah. So I'm just, I'm, I'm curious, like, where does that courage come from for you to face like your fears? Cause it's life, right? Yeah. Everything is like, Hey, um, you know, this is hard. Yeah. Maybe like, oh, it's too hard. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to even try. But you try every time. I feel like. That I see. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like. Um, so where does that courage, where does that, where does that come from? I'm curious. I think it comes from not, I felt like I was never enough before. You know, I don't, I don't think I believed in myself. And I had to be my own cheerleader growing up. Mm. I had to be. I was my own mom. I was my own dad. I had to take care of myself. And I always wanted the best for myself. But I didn't want all of these external factors affect me Defining and what you. I wanted to do. You. you know, like, if I want something, I'm going to do it. And I'm going to get better at it. And I'm not going to give up because that's what I want. I want. Did you have some role models growing up? Even um, on, maybe not even your life, maybe on, even on TV, in a book? I'm you know. Curious. Some books that you read or something you watched? That yeah, really influence sure. you. Right now, I my current influencer is Kaiza Fit. Um, she's super awesome. But even growing up, though, mm. I had. I think my role model was watching TV. I think I was really into dancing. Mm. Aaliyah, rest in peace. Um, her song mm. was um, "Dust Yourself Off and Try Again." Mm. <laughs> so I got really into it when. Mm. Um, I loved her music. I loved her passion for music. Mm. And I think that's why I even bring the, all the music that I mm. love. I try to play it at boot camp because for me, music gave me that connection. And then so Aaliyah, um, 
was a big influence for me before you know she had passed mm. and i her song stuck with me mm. like dust yourself off and try again don't give up get back up and i think my my biggest inspirations are my coaches all the way down the line from from when i was doing like dance ballet and i was doing flocorico <laughs> like dancing mm. i have oh i always had those mentors i had those mm. coaches to give me all those tools so all of the coaches and pe, PE teachers, teachers all of those all of those movement coaches to me were so much more than i think they even knew i don't think they knew how much they did for me until now that i look back i'm like wow they gave me a hard time because they cared you know they always wanted more and then they believed in me and then so i believed in myself because i believed that they believed you know and um i think my coaches all around the board any coach that i had any bit of advice anything made that difference for me and yeah i think that's that's what gave me the strength is people believed in me and people who i i i made myself vulnerable to them mm. all my coaches i was full of vulnerability and after a certain point, it got hard because then I was in survival mode. I didn't want to open up to no one. Mm. And then so now being here, um, being able to open up to you more now and Coach Andy and mm. all of these coaches, like I'm feeling that amazing feeling again that I appreciate and I get to have these role models in my life, you know, so. Cool. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I don't take it for granted, you know. I know mm. as a teacher how much, how much, you know, it's responsibility, right? But yeah, it's a duty. Uh, uh, I guess you know the power we have, right, yeah. to make it make the difference, right, in people's <sighs> lives. It's for them to make it or not, or for them to be their best or not. Yeah, for sure. You know, so trying to give, I try to give my best every single day, and don't I don't take it for granted. For sure. Yeah, I try to give everybody everybody my time and do my best. So yeah. You know what's crazy is that like um, I'm not coaching cheer anymore. And it was competitive cheerleading, so I, I really worked hard on their yeah. skills and year round. I remember watching your you post a lot of videos. Yeah, but, I was like obsessed, yeah. and I still am, you know. But yeah. um, but they would give me cards like at the end of the school year, so like thank you cards, and I mean, and I'm sure you got you you, you paid they got they paid you a lot of a lot of money right for all that time. <laughs> all that time, you know. That's when you know you're doing it because you love it, right? You know, it exactly. didn't matter what I was making. Right. I love the experience. I right. love the experience of being a coach and. Yeah being a role model for my girls and they would cry. I would have to coach them through crying. Mm. They had a hard day at school. I had to coach them through it. There was bullying going on. I had to settle it. Um, I had injuries. I had to deal with it and being a problem solver for them and being a role model for them. I remember when I would look at their card, like at the end when they would do their banquets mm. and then they would give me a big card with like all their signatures and some of them inspired me a lot. And one of them that stuck with me was like, I'll never forget you as my first coach. <laughs> that just like blew my mind to be someone's first coach. I remember my first coach. So you'll never forget those people that really change you. And to be able to like be a part of people's journeys when they're first starting, mm. it's going to stick with them. And I hope it does. So I mean, yeah, it's, it's really fun. It's been a really fun adventure coaching now not in cheer but now to my girls every day and anyone that i could help i'm like totally down for it so yeah what advice would you give yourself a younger younger april april nascimento now <laughs> <laughs> april started to um 
what advice would I give myself? Just to believe in yourself, you know? If you really want something, you focus on it, girl. Anything you want, you focus on that, it's gonna, you're going to gravitate towards that. It may not feel like the right place and the right time, but you do it because you want to do stuff and just stick with it. I think that's what I would have done because when I was in other places in my life, um, my focus was off what I wanted to do. What I wanted to do is what I'm doing every day now, is being an athlete and then training people. And then so just refocusing myself, not let yourself. Yeah, I'm in a, such a happy place right now. It's like I'm enjoying the journey with it. So, yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah, Thank, thank you, you for, for opening your heart to me and like letting me open up my heart to you because I know I've, it's been like a roller coaster since we first started and I'm just so grateful. I'm really grateful. So I'm grateful, and so so we're we're all we are all grateful to you. So oh, thank, thank you, you for Thanks. everything. Thank how can uh, Tough Girl at Tough Girl Boot Camp? Right? Yeah, and, so uh, at Tough Girl Boot Camp and at April Coach April. Yeah, um, at Coach dot April dot April. Or okay. like at Tough Girl Boot Camp. Instagram. Yeah, I'm like that's all I'm doing. I just want to keep spreading the word and being able to help more women. I know the struggle, and I want to bring my experience. I want to bring my experience to them as much as they can. So, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. Thank you for having me. Yay.